Welcome to that Super Fan Talk Podcast, only on the Infinite Potato Alliance. Hey everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of that Super Fan Talk Podcast. My name is Sean Ray and forgive the rumbling in the background. I have a fan going because it's July in Alabama and it's about 150 degrees outside. Tonight is a little bit different because I was not able to be on the call when the recording happened. Uh, I had some things going on so I bowed out for the night. I was watching on the live stream. So throughout the episode, you'll hear the panel refer to remarks that I'm making in the stream, uh, in the in the comment section of the stream. And if you watch the video version over on YouTube, you may actually see some of those comments come up. So I'm not there, but I am there. So there you go. But John hosted the episode. He did a really good job. They played a game of Sci Fighters, which you've heard us do on the show before, hopefully. And, uh, you know, games is John's specialty. So it was right in his wheelhouse. So stay tuned. I think you'll enjoy this episode. I've listened to it twice already with editing the podcast and editing the video version. Still makes me laugh. By the way, this was recorded on July 3rd. So periodically you'll hear some loud popping or knocking noises. Those are fireworks going off outside the guys' houses. Uh, so it's not loud enough to cause a problem, but I did want you to know what that noise was when you hear it because it it almost sounds like somebody's outside their door just banging on the wall but it's it's fireworks before i start the show i want to remind you about our patreon page uh we're posting stuff a lot uh so you can get access for only three dollars a month we give early access to episodes we record a special episode every month just for our patrons where we watch and review an old movie We've done Plan 9 from Outer Space. We've done The Thing with Two Heads. Uh, We have a lot of fun doing it. I think you'll enjoy it. Come on over to patreon.com slash infinite potato to find out more. If you come in at the $10 level, you'll get thanked on the show as a producer. I want to thank uh, Tom Corcoran, Dale Goodall, Bullet Bingo, uh, Brandon Ushio, and Jeff Hughes for their support of, of our network. It really does go a long way in helping us afford better streaming and recording services. All right, that's enough of my yammering. Let me crank up the theme music and get the show started. Isn't it about time for somebody's favorite radio program? Attention, whoever you are. This channel is reserved for emergency calls only. Do I sound like I'm wearing a pizza? Hold on to your butt. And here we go. From the historic Infinite Potato Studios, this is That Super Fan Talk Podcast. Smoke and mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. Hasta la vista, baby. Join us as we dive deep into all fandoms and genres of cinema and television. I like those odds. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. No gatekeeping. No toxic fandom. And monkeys might fly out of my butt. Now, only inches away from a tall glass of Diet Mountain Dew. Just give me something without any sugar in it, okay? Here is your host, Sean Ray. It's Sean. Shawnee, if you're feeling a little loose. Never the Sean dog, because that's just lame. And I've never been one to chase balls. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. All right, it was a miracle. Can we go now? Keep the change, you filthy animal. 
right. Uh, welcome, everyone, to uh, a very special episode of the Super Fan Talk podcast. Uh, Sean could not make it tonight, so he asked me to uh, step in. Astonishingly, I think this is actually after what six years together on the podcast. I think this is the first time I've actually <laughs> taken over this show. <laughs> Long. Worst internship ever. <laughs> uh, this is that Super Fan Talk podcast. I presume uh, we just played an intro. I don't know how he does it. I'm just going. I'm just going to host it. I'm not going to edit it. Um, but tonight we are going to be bringing back a, a an old favorite um, of mine, at least, and hopefully of the fans. It's uh, Sci Fighters. Where we. Uh, we get some contestants from some group of people or entities, pit them against each other until we determine who's the ultimate winner and the best of the best of the best. Um, if it were me, I would just get to the show, but I told Sean that I would try to do him justice. So we'll start by chatting randomly about what you've been watching lately. <laughs> I know you love this. <laughs> I watched uh, <laughs> I watched Infinite on Paramount Plus. That's the one with um, Oh wow. It's not Matt Damon, it's the other guy. Who's Marky Mark. Well, Marky Mark. Yeah, Mark Roberg, yes. Um, and the premise is um, there's a certain group of people, like three hundred people on the planet, who can remember their past lives and therefore access all of the skills that they learned in those past lives. Cool premise. Um, it was it was directed by uh, Antoine Fuqua, who was great action director. Looked very good. Looked very stylish. Clearly very expensive. Writing was shit. It was okay. bad. Like it was writing like the the dialogue itself was bad. Which okay, I mean, it was bad. It was it was written like a like a '90s cartoon, like an '80s action cartoon. That that was the level. <laughs> um, but you also had an actor that could maybe barely rise to the level of an '80s actor. <laughs> also, that I but mean, I, I have enjoyed him Mark in other action Wahlberg movies. Is he, a deal breaker, in my opinion. He's not a he's not a deal breaker for me. Depending on, I expect him to be at the level of you know, 80s Schwarzenegger or Arnold or any of the other, it's not a stellar performance. You're there to do action stuff and blow stuff up. Uh, which I guess technically he did. The The sequence of events in this film <laughs> was so dumb and predictable. <laughs> Either one of which would be Maybe t- I'm I'm a forgiving guy. You guys know this. I if I'm if I'm watching a film, I am looking for the best of it, best in it, because you know I'm 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 with you, Scott. I'm like you. I'm like you know what? People made this. I haven't made a film. People you know, like no one goes out to make a shitty movie. And in a lot of ways, this movie wasn't shitty. But in more Some ways, these days, but yeah, it was shitty. <laughs> I don't usually quit on a movie. Sean, yeah, Sean wrote it and he said, I fell asleep on it. <laughs> <laughs> but I do that a lot these days. 
I didn't I, fall asleep on it. I, I, and it's so not infuriating, just disappointing because it had good actors in it, or at least a good actor, <laughs> not Marky Mark. Um, well, see, oh. and that's the thing. That's what bothers me I, almost more than anything else when when we're talking about Mark Wahlberg movies in general. I haven't watched Infinite yet. I, I don't know if I will, but he can <laughs> be good. He can be fine. He, yeah, he he did a, a an admirable job in Renaissance Man. I, this is you know we're talking about early Mark Wahlberg when he first started getting into acting. Renaissance that, Man, he did a, a decent job, and that was that Danny DeVito. Uh, mm-hmm. Three movie. Kings. That was that was him too, right? Wasn't he yes, yeah. yes, he was in that. He was and, good. And oh, he was in that. That was a good and, movie. And and take, taking the um the the headlining role in what is arguably my favorite movie, which is Boogie Nights. Well, see, yeah. this is the thing. That's why he snuck under my radar because Mark Wahlberg <laughs> was playing an insecure douche who was a bad actor in Boogie Nights, and then I realized he was just playing himself, and uh, it was the role that was made for him. And I watched him and other stuff after this, saying, "Oh, this is going to be great because Boogie Nights was so good." And I was like, "Oh my god, let like, me be clear. This is unwatchable. I can't." Mark I can't. Wahlberg is not the movie. Is not the reason this movie wasn't good. <laughs> Mark, it? <laughs> it isn't. He isn't. He isn't. I want to be clear on that. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg, I don't even know if he was the worst actor. The lines that he was given were terrible lines. Oh, were they Lucas level lines? I was just about to say the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were. They were. It was like. This is this is in my head. I, I I swear to you, I am rewriting the movie as I'm watching it. Yeah, I'm like, all he had to say was this. There is no reason for them to do this thing that they are doing. All they had to do was this. This thing was obvious. Why did they have to do all that to figure it out? Clearly, it's that, and then it's that. Okay, all right. <laughs> Is this the character that's going to die? And then that character dies. I'm like, come on. Yeah. How many Why? episodes? This is a limited series, I'm assuming, right? It's just a, it's a film. Oh, it's, it's a, a film. film? I thought it was it's a series for some reason. Right. No, no. Because I'm it's on Paramount Plus. That's a reasonable presumption. Yeah, they dropped a lot of stuff this week. So. <laughs> a lot of movies and things. Anyway. Sean asked if uh, Chris is playing the right part of Rick tonight. I think we all know that. Each of us has our triggers. <laughs> Apparently, we found Chris's. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's. I think it's fair to say that Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes was not as bad as it was because of Wahlberg. I think he he did a, as good a job as anyone could. I have forget done that in was that him. Movie. Yeah, I, and I actually didn't. There were parts of that movie that were dumb, but overall, I was entertained by that movie. I don't know if in like I don't know if that I would watch it again, but I didn't feel I was fine with it. I thought it was fine. In fact came out what 15 years ago i guess i do know that i won't watch it again <laughs> <laughs> just let me for the record this is maybe the second or third time one of us has said um i forgot marky mark was in that movie which is probably the best thing we could say about one of his performances <laughs> 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 it was so innocuous that i forgot about it you know what the fact that you still call him marky mark clearly shows you will never move on like this there's, there's no redeeming i didn't even know him as marky mark that's the funny thing <laughs> I'm too old. <laughs> Man has made like 15 films, Chris. I don't know. One of them I, was I, maybe good. I, I think my favorite part of the Tim Burton Planet of the Apes was not even on screen. Uh, 
it was behind the scenes, one of the extras uh, who was playing one of the ape warriors in, in his full ape costume and whatnot, you know, walking across the lot, and he looks over and he sees Tim Roth there between shots. And Tim Roth is just sitting off to the side having a cigarette. And he sees the extra, extra sees him. Tim Roth says, you want a cigarette? And the guy says, sure. He doesn't smoke. But, of course, he's going to take a cigarette so he can, you know, share a smoke with Tim Roth. And then later, at some other point in the shoot, the same extra, still in ape costume, trying to sneak a snack, ironically <laughs> enough, a banana. And he's having a As lot of do. he's having a lot of trouble navigating this banana. And who spots him but Helena Bottom Carter, who is rather amused at the difficulty he is having in eating this banana in an ape costume. <laughs> and the reason I like these stories is because that extra is someone that I do community theater with here in town. <laughs> we went to oh. the, <laughs> we, we attended rival high schools. We had a college class together, and we did a couple productions at the local community theater together. Uh, then he moved out to California. He uh, he was on the new Press Your Luck, I think. And I think he won. So he's doing okay for himself. He he does like live comedy shows and whatnot out there. So good for him. Can I just state for the record, just for, for what it's worth, foam latex is incredibly flammable. And the fumes from that shit are is are so toxic. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Smoking so, in so that outfit was that. not the best idea. <laughs> I, I will say, however, I can I cannot confirm whether or not they had their their prosthetics on their face, or or, mm. or if it was just the the body costume. Uh. It's been quite a long time. I he wrote these stories in a newspaper article that ran in, in the local paper, and this was round about the time that the movie was coming out. So it's been that long since I read these stories. So who knows? Uh, anybody else got something they want to trash in the next three minutes? <laughs> <laughs> I. I... My wife and I have started watching the Harley Quinn cartoon on uh, on HBO Plus. Fantastic! Yes, um, a friend of mine who is much more into comics than most humans on Earth. Uh, we we got together for lunch last month for the first time since the you know since the lockdown, and uh, he's like, "You've got to watch this show," and I, I didn't even know it existed. And so he gave me a list of episodes to watch, but we always, you know, if we're going to watch something, we start at the beginning. And the first episode was like, all right, we are going to say F as many times as possible just to make sure you guys get the idea yeah. <laughs> that that's where this show is going. But after the second episode, it just, it, it took off and we're really enjoying it. It's, I mean, it is not for kids at all. They shouldn't even be in the room. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> not at all. I, uh, even 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 the stuff that's innocent is not for no. kids. <laughs> <laughs> no. As far as Harley Quinn, I want to toss out the fact that I have started that as my workout show. I will start an episode and then I will um, uh, be on the rowing machine until the episode until the credits stop. So I'm, I'm using that as my workout timer. I've gotten a few episodes in. I'm enjoying it as well. Um, not something that I want to trash, but something that I want to uh, upvote. Uh, by a recent um, recommendation from a friend of mine that will hopefully be listening to this episode. Um, I have started watching two. These are shows that I never heard of. Um, uh, one, possibly both of them are Amazon originals. Um, but one of them is Philip K. Dick's Electric Dreams. Mm -hmm. which You're is, just finding that? Yeah, I, 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 I never even heard of it. 
I thought for sure you'd have been all over that when uh, when the first season came out. Season two is still okay. Oh wait, no wait. I'm thinking Love, Death, and Robots. Yeah, yeah I I was there a season two? I didn't think there was a season two. No, um, I tried to watch Electric Dreams and and uh, I, I mean, just like I've, I've tried to read a lot of Philip K. Dick, and I've just I've stopped at about five books. I'm just not you just I'm, not that into Dick. I don't grok. Thank you, Rick. <laughs> Someone I, had to do it. I have nothing else to <laughs> they, say. They didn't, though. <laughs> yeah, not, 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 not really. Um, so, I, well, what's the other one, Scott? I'm I, curious. I, I'm one episode into Electric Dreams, and, and you know, so far it's fine. The first episode was nice. I'm, I'm definitely in to check out some more. And the other show, um, it's a, another um, anthology series. Uh, as far as I can tell, these are half hour episodes. It's called Solos. Yes. Mm. Okay. I don't yes. Know I forgot to mention that. That is, yeah, it is definitely a, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to jump on it, but no, yes, no, go I, for it. we, we watched it also um, maybe a few weeks ago and it's really, really good. Really good. Um, six. Can someone give me the price? Yeah. Well, it is anthology. It is, Glimpses into people's lives who, for whatever reason, are isolated at this moment. Or it's the little vignettes. I I can tell you're trying not to spoil it. Yeah. Is is it more of like a mosaic kind of thing? It's like it will remind you of Black Mirror. So I didn't um, see much of Black Mirror, so. Then it will Actually, remind you. I think you, I only saw the it choose, will, choose your own adventure, Black Mirror. Then it will remind you of the Outer Limits. Okay, that I can buy. Uh, I think there are six stories, maybe seven stories. Um, <laughs> uh, I just love how you you just spoke old to me, and I was like, "Yeah, I get it." <laughs> I'm <Right>, multilingual. Eh? <laughs> I, I, I speak quite a variety of nerd. Again, I don't I don't I don't specialize in any particular fandom, but I'm I'm a general practitioner, as it were. The perfect host. <laughs> I try. <laughs> how, how many have you watched, Scott? Uh, just the first one uh, with Anne Hathaway. Mm-hmm. They they are they're all uh, good in their own right. Some are some are great, but I don't think there's any bad ones. And I will not uh, speak more on it. I I enjoyed I enjoyed the first one. Um, I checked out IMDb right after to see um, if there was any trivia for that first episode, um, and then I saw the the uh, review score on IMDb, and I looked at a couple of the reviews, and I just saw like a a big run of one star reviews, which I can only assume are Anne Hathaway haters who just showed up to trash the episode. Oh, for that episode? Yeah, just just for for that episode. People complaining about her, uh, her performance, uh, her, uh, her, her tone and delivery, just, you know, the way she went about uh, putting the character across. Uh, And then, you know, one, one really impressive IMDb commenter who, who's led his review with, I wrote a similar story that was much better. <laughs> well, great. Welcome to fandom. Hello. I'm, yeah. sh- I'm sure you did, fella. Yeah. Now, really, really quickly, because I think, John, you suggested this show, um, Manifest. Was it you That's that said the, that? Is that the Cheryl Teague's airplane show? 
is Cheryl T coming from the eighties? I don't I think know. Manifest is the who, who, airplane. Who is, that, is, that, is, is that the airplane gets, um, it, gets it disappears for five years. Yeah. I, it's, I, I did not suggest it. I think I have only seen a part of one episode. I was thinking of a bad movie I saw where they were rescuing people from airline disasters to repopulate the future. That sounds terrible. Supermodels (laughs) doing it. And someone out there will know the name of the movie. Um, It was terrible. If Scott doesn't know the name of the movie, then it's not worth knowing. (laughs) Scott's a little younger than I am. Not much, but a little. I, I, I believe you you overestimate my my bad movie millennium. Uh, fluency. Millennium. It was called. Uh, oh, it okay. was Millennium. You know uh-huh. what? You all knew it. I'm not that old. <laughs> That's not that movie's not that old. I, I just I never. Saw I have it. I have the vaguest of recollections of that movie. I never saw it all the way through. I think I only saw bits and pieces. Now the show you. Rick that you're talking about, Manifest. I know that was a, a much more recent show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I remember that was like last year. Yeah, so yeah, like last year, no, the there's year four seasons of it. I, I saw oh, a lot wow. of promos for it. I never watched it. I, I just I thought I remembered John, you mentioning it. My wife started watching it today, and I watched a couple of episodes. And, and uh, but if none of y'all recommended it, then but I'm not sure who said to watch it. So I feel I like it, it wants to be like Lost or maybe it, fast it's forward. Like, it's like Lost meets the 4400, and it's it's I mean it's it's a puzzle show. So if that's the kind of thing you dig. That's as cool. Long it's as, just you not know lying, I mean, thing. Lost Lost to me is much maligned because people didn't like the way it ended. Um, but to me, Lost was always a character study built into a puzzle show. And I found both of those things intriguing. So I have very fond memories of Lost. I don't care that we never got to know what the Dharma Initiative was. I don't care that we never got to know what the hatches were about. I just enjoyed seeing the characters and like all, all their foibles. And the I, I puzzles like were an, an interesting way to wrap all of that stuff up. I liked Lost better when uh, we had Marianne and Ginger, the professor. And uh... I mean, Don Wells is a force to be reckoned with, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've I've never said Lost was bad, but it just I couldn't get into it. I I, I don't think I think I watched the first episode and and pretty much checked out after that. But it's just you know that's just not my thing. Liked anything that came after because the first episode was I thought really good TV and what kept me going and everything from the first episode built and built and built and built and built. And built. Mm-hmm. So I kept with it until the very end and I loved it till the very end. I didn't give a it, crap. It was, it was a truly innovative television storytelling um, method. I'm not going to say no one's ever done it before. I can't, I can't say that, but I will say in my lifetime up to that point, the use of an ongoing story and so many characters who the, the, the technique of the flashback of the different flashback in every mm-hmm. episode, they like it's commonplace now, but that didn't happen. Like no one did that before that mm-hmm. I know of. And all of the characters, you were like, "Oh my god, this is a Jin episode!" And at the end of the the end of the, you were like, "Jin is my favorite character, <laughs> right?" Oh my god, this is a son. Oh, yeah. And every time you you went in with reluctance, almost it was almost like to me like like reading short stories, because to me there, there's a hurdle to get over like settling into a story. But then when you do, if that story can deliver, it's like the best thing that you've ever read. So every week it was almost like getting over that hurdle of, oh, it's this character who I didn't until tonight find interesting. But all of a sudden they're amazing. It was such a. Except for maybe Claire. I could do without Claire, but 
I mean, there were various characters I could have done without, but it was still. I don't mean to dump on Claire. I'm sorry, Claire. Don't. I'm not a Claire hater. Anyway. I think it's. I don't think we're gonna get any letters. I think it's fine. Right. Uh, Sean, Sean, point, Sean points out that Bill and Ted Face the Music is on Hulu now, which, yay, but also unfortunate because, literally last weekend, uh, I rented it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you! I, I saw. I, I saw it on a flight. So I paid. I, I paid to see it on demand because, like, you know what? It's Father's Day. I hadn't seen this yet. Click. You know. What'd you think? I liked it. I, I, I liked, liked it. it. I I felt Ted's performance was Ted. Keanu Reeves' performance was a little wooden. I think for that for the character. Story. But also, you know, they clearly established at time that the years have beaten these people down. (laughs) So I was, I was fine with it. I was, I was fine with it. Um, Sean, Sean is saying that all the lost haters can go fly a kite. Now all I'll say to that is I've never watched an episode, so I can't hate the show. You would like the show. My, my uncle who is Hawaiian was an extra on the show more than once. And I still haven't watched an episode. Are you actively not watching it or you just haven't watched it? Um, I'd say uh, 15% active, uh, 85% just haven't gotten to it for what it's worth. If it's worth anything, I, I think you will enjoy the show. I think you will like the onion peeling layers Mm -hmm. Yeah. That 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 is where it shines. It um, it would be tough at this point because uh, you know while, all the you know all the twists. yeah it's it it became such a part of the of yeah, the pop the culture is, vernacular so, that man. you know all the m- virtually all the twists and turns are already there. Like when I see um, uh, which uh, um, uh, uh, Mar- Mary was it was was that the Hobbit. Mary was was he the one oh, on the show or, yeah, was it, yeah. or was it Pippin the boat? Kate. Her yeah, name was Kate. In the show. No, he mean he's he no, means, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, from, Mary, from, oh Dominic Moynihan. Yeah, it's yeah. Penny's boat. It's not Penny's yeah. boat. Yeah, yeah. That's not going to be a surprise to me because but the you thing know, is, I've seen that. But, you so but at that point, you're going to love his character Charlie so much you're, that you're going to be devastated. Yes, and you and you're going. Folks, I'm sorry I mentioned Lost. This is my fault. I feel uh, like it's my fault. <laughs> all right, then anyway. let me then let me let me do my hostly duty. All right. Yeah. Uh, and by yes, that, Sean, we know it's not Penny's boat. Uh, my first duty is to remind you that we are doing Sci Fighters, where we will pit uh, commercial icons against each other. My second is to ask Rick to explain his title. I, mine says John. Chris <laughs> says at Quantum Leap Pod. Scott says Scott. Rick says Loingerder. Loingerder. Because I my loins for this battle. He's turning his loins. Right. <laughs> yes. When I first read I skimmed it. I thought I said Long Rider. Like, <laughs> right. I, I, I will admit it does not look as Clear, having been written out, as it seemed to be in my head when I listen. If you can work the, if you can work loins into, you know, just like conversation, you've already won. So, <laughs> all right. Who on this panel knows what it actually means to gird your loins? 
Uh, We're not going to go there. It means to clench everything because you got to That's stalwart. not what, Chris, I just told you not to engage. <laughs> I know, but it's Scott. I know he knows, and I know it's going to be a story. I know I you know. know he knows you know that I know that he knows that you know. <laughs> we all know that he knows. But I don't want, I've already wasted half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> wasted. <laughs> well, this is why I don't do this at the start of the show. I run a tight ship, people. So I've tried to match up combatants on what I think would be, you know, a reasonable physical match. Um, I've got a couple of wild cards and I've got one boss battle at the end. We have 16 combatants going in, not counting the boss battle. And since there are three of you, we'll do majority rules on who you think should win in a match between the two. Sabe? Sasa. All right. <laughs> Almost said round one. So I'll just say the first bout. <laughs> it's, it's hard. It's hard to not do my show when I'm doing someone else's show. All right. Anyway. I, I've been behaving myself tonight. <laughs> you have, by comparison. You've been and I did not get Chris drunk this time. <laughs> I'm not drunk. I know. <laughs> Yet. Half an hour in, let us also know. I'm sorry, half an hour and one minute in. Rick has not said. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go. First bout. Tony the the Tiger, Frosted (laughs) Flakes fame, versus the Charmin Bears, the entire family. Oh, God. Oh. Oh. Which Which I believe is the mama, the papa, and the baby. Yeah, no. It's There's three of them, but they baby. are quite gentle. But now, are, is this just going to be a free for all, or are we going to each each go? Or how do you want to how do you want to do this? Um, let's do this. Let's assign uh each fight to one of you. Oh, that's right. That's you how you, ma- you make your determination. The other two weigh in on whether or not they agree. Okay, that sound good. Yeah. So who's all right, Rick. Lowenbrow. Um, <laughs> Do they even make that stuff anymore? Lion, lion girdle. <laughs> Hit it. Tony, right. the, t- <laughs> Tony, Tony, Tony the, the tiger seems like a really cool, friendly dude, but he is ripped and he is an apex predator. Now, granted, bears are too, but the, the, the Charmin bears are way too concerned with butt comfort. And I think that, uh, you know, they're they're all, you know, oh, we're caught soft and cuddly and our buttocks are a little disjointed because our toilet paper sucks. And then Tony's just going to come in and absolutely eviscerate all of them. Uh, and so, you know, the, the the they will say, do does a bear shit in the woods? And he will say, yep, everywhere, because their intestines will be strewn for miles. That was graphic. <laughs> Uh, Scott, yay or nay on Chris's interpretation? I'm sorry, on on uh, Rick's interpretation. Um, I, the instinct is to say yes, he's right, but I think even though the bears appear gentle, Tony appears <laughs> gentle as well. Um, true, true. So I'm sure that the bears, even if they seem nice, they're still bears. They still have some bear instincts to them, and there's more of them than there is of Tony. 
I think that if they let themselves get mean, they also have the advantage of numbers. I think that the Charmin Bears come out on top. All right. So Chris? Dis- disagree. Chris? I'm sorry. Tony would wipe his with the Charmin <laughs> Bears. So, And uh, he'd have the bandana to back him up if they weren't. <laughs> and I don't uh, think they would be because he's Tony the freaking Tiger. I'm actually I'm on team Rick with this one. All right. That's that is two to one. And for what it's worth, I agree. I think here's how I see it going down. I think uh, Tony would take a lead early because he, he's he's an athlete. Like that's what he does. They're used to relaxing. Uh, before they before they realize that this tiger means business, you know, what, like they'll see the look in Tony's eyes. The mom would leap in front to protect the child. Tony takes out the mom. The bear goes into rage. The the, the papa, uh, you know, does his best. You know, you got a you got a Goku Gohan situation. <laughs> but uh, in the end, this is not going to matter. Uh, Sean says the short analysis is that it's in its DNA of the cat to take on big prey and kill them quickly. The bear's DNA made them better for defense and scavenging. Look at Sean with the science. Right. <laughs> wow. Uh, I was just talking so, about butts. <laughs> Scott. Yep. Burger King. I'm sorry. The Burger King versus Captain Morgan. Ooh. Um, I think I think I would have to side with uh, with Captain Morgan. On this one, because while the Burger King may uh, have experience at being a monarch, doesn't seem to have a whole lot of experience in battle. Whereas Captain Morgan is clearly a pirate. Clearly, he has he has opened some gullets in his time <laughs> before he got into business um, uh, pet- peddling uh, spirits. Yes. He was releasing spirits. <laughs> Captain Morgan is a killer. <laughs> Burger King is just some pampered royal with a really creepy big head. Chris? See, now I'm trying to think of the Burger King from the 70s versus the creepy big head Burger King pantomime that came along sometime in the thousands. In I am the I'm unfamiliar with the Burger King from the 70s. He, he looks, he was like a, just a dashing dude, right? Yeah, but well, see, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Burger King because especially the Audi's Burger King, who is, uh, he's a sneakster, he's a prankster, and he's kind of like a bad dude. And Captain Morgan is always on one foot because he's got that leg raised. He's got no center of balance. Burger King, he just got to hip check him. He's got to sneak up, hip, hip check, that's it. Captain Morgan down. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, Rick. Coincidentally, got a little of the captain going on right here. Uh, Captain and I are old friends, but I'll tell you, you get on his bad side, he will mess you up for (laughs) days. Uh, I have experienced the captain's wrath, and uh, (laughs) sugar, Rick. (laughs) I was not okay in the morning. (laughs) No. Whereas the Burger King, the magic Burger King, if you will, and, and the, the big difference between the 70s Burger King and, and the now Burger King is the 70s Burger King actually was magic. He had this ring he would turn and then shit would happen. Um, I wasn't familiar with what, what would it like. It was, it was an actor who looked 
Well, no, no, that. I mean, like, what, what magic? Are we talking would, abilities? Like, he would well, make food it, appear? I'm, you know, I'm trying to remember, because I had a feeling you'd ask that. Um, I think it would just transport them to some sort of almost actionable, but not quite McDonald land <laughs> mystery area. <laughs> that, it was um, the Burger Wars. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but the realm of the no infringement. Is, the Magic Burger King got his ass kicked by a clown. Because while Burger King still exists, you don't really see much of that mascot anymore. And uh, I, I think Ronald kicked his ass. And if if you know if a clown can beat the Burger King, then the captain, who at the very least is carrying a cutlass, and you know, <laughs> on you say, one foot? Hmm? You say on he's one? off balance. I say he's not even scared to take one to the Grundies because they're just he's just that tough. <laughs> Are you so, saying that foot is raised to just give like the the Danielson kick at the end of Karate Kid? He's, he's like, prepared. I'm gonna, he's he's, he's, he's I'm gonna dick kick? slap you if you get too close to me. Is what it's saying. <laughs> another dick joke. <laughs> when you have a promo where the soundtrack features "Return of the Mac" by Mark Morrison, you have to you have some street cred. Burger King for the win. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> I no, think that we cannot okay. credit any any success of McDonald's over Burger King. Uh, in this particular battle because, well, that's one economic kingdom. Uh, that's a very good point. Claiming victory over another. We're talking about yeah, this is, this uh, is personal, we're talking about personal combat. Is that Burger a false King. Right. It is. Versus so Captain, and also Captain Morgan, I'm sure, is armed. And if the if it looks like the fight isn't going his way, he can call in his, uh, his dollar store version doppelganger, Sailor Jerry. Yeah. Okay, right. I also think Cat okay. Morgan carries a pistol, so I'm sorry. I think you're right. There you go. Burger King goes down. <laughs> All right. We got a lot of these to get to. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a long night. You better settle in, buddy. Did you think this was going to be quick? You are I, the host. That is Did literally, that came that is with literally no why I had Chris on the show, so we could have a two-to-one majority. <laughs> so that we so we could avoid things like this. Captain Morgan. Ooh. Okay. I was gonna, I All right. Uh Chris, this is you. Yes, uh, I'm your useful pawn, is what you're saying. Go ahead. We'll see. <laughs> uh, fight number three. Uh, oh, by the way, that that was my cousin James, who, oh, who made okay. the uh, the the Return of the Mac comment. Oh, hey, oh, oh, okay. I'm sorry, my cousin. He's my nephew. He's just so much. He's. I remember him as like a little kid. He's not a little kid anymore. Sunrise, sunset. <laughs> you okay? You I'm all right. I can refresh my drink. What? <laughs> my Ronald. baby cousin's youngest kid just graduated high school, and I cannot cope with that. Round three. <laughs> Chris. Yes. The Fanta Girls. Do you want? Don't you want to Fanta? want the Fanta? Go ahead. Yes. Again, seventies or two thousands. Go ahead. Just, Did they change it, significantly? I don't know. Go ahead. Just right. point of order. Which, which, They're called the Fantanas. The Fantanas. Whichever Ralph. one you feel most familiar with. Rick is versus. Older than me. Go ahead. Good lord. <laughs> older than everybody. <laughs> Mr. Clean. Oh, Mr. Clean <laughs> ass all day long. Are you, he's going to win the competition. No, no explanation needed. Mr. <laughs> Clean. Mr. Clean. Done. All right. He's got the Pretty earring. Confident. He's got 
Yeah, oh, he's got he's got he's got the scalp. He's got the clean. He's got the t-shirt. He's got the muscles, Mister Clean, all the way. All right, yeah. Rick. Uh, I, yeah, I got to go with Mister Clean. I love the Fantanas. Uh, you know, it's one of the few. It's the most obnoxious commercial ever, but I I just adored it for some reason. Um, Can't imagine so a funny story about Mister Clean. Uh, I I went to Mexico, and uh, I was I was there with uh, my then girlfriend and her sister. And, I, you know, I, I used to wear an earring. I used to wear a gold hoop earring. And people kept saying, Senor Olympia. <laughs> I didn't quite catch what they were saying. And then the, her, my, my, my girlfriend's sister said, they're saying Mr. Clean. I was like, and I just, I thought that was hilarious because I am not in any way other than bald and with an earring. <laughs> That's all you need. I was going to say, you are every way. <laughs> but I'm not, you know, six feet tall and built like Superman, but it, I, I got a kick out of it. It was funny. Uh, Scott? It's no question. It's Mr. Clean. All right. Sean, I like Sean, this. Sean says Mr. Clean wouldn't hit a woman. He wouldn't have to because all the women would say, a man who cleans? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, faint, and faint dead away. Yes. All right. I am John's useful idiot. Yes. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> Rick. Yes. The Aflac Duck. Aflac. Versus the Limu Emu. The what? Do you know the Limu Emu? No. Limu Emu. You have to know the Limu Emu. I've never heard of that. What is Limu? Liberty, 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 Liberty. Liberty. Okay, I've heard of that one. I didn't know they had an Emu. It's an Emu. Um, well, it's, if it's an it's, emu, then it eats the Affleck duck. <laughs> I don't, do you know what an emu is? <laughs> I do know what an emu is. It's a six foot tall, giant monster bird. They're sweet, they're cuddly, and they're ten times larger than a duck. And if they have to fight a duck, I'm sure they'll eat it. Okay, Scott. <laughs> it's hard to fight that logic. <laughs> How does one how does one overcome a size differential of that scale? I do. Well, not know. I'm, I'm thinking that the the Aflac duck seems uh, more sentient mm. than the Limu emu. The Limu emu just ba- he's basically just an emu. Aflac duck seems to have some cognitive ability. I've seen him hold money. I've seen him work <laughs> machines. <laughs> I hold money and work machines too, and bears don't. I still don't think that I'm coming out on top in a bear fight. Oh, what about an emu fight, though? <laughs> and plus, don't I, let's not forget the power of flight. <laughs> I would not bet on me in an so emu what's fight. It do? I would not fly bet up on and me. land on the emu's head. <laughs> I guess that's pretty much all you could do. I, I, right. will, I will get okay. I'll, I'll give you a, just a, a quick amendment because I, I had no idea what the limu emu's mentality was like. The the Affleck deck would be duck would be smart enough to go this and fly away. <laughs> There you go, that's uh, 42 minutes in. All right. Yeah, I'm just cut out, cut out the part where I said it. So it's really, it'll be you first. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> so then probably 41, 20. Yeah. All right. Chris, do you agree? Affleck Duck is my call. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you. How? Why? Because Gilbert Gottfried. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's not the voice of the. Uh, oh, he, he was. was. God, he used to he be. Was. Until he he was. became That's hashtag right. problematic. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I hate that man. So, I, well, that? he's probably oh. a very nice person. I just, I just are loved. You, are you I was, me a, you think? I was a Gilbert Gottfried fan for a long time, and then he was sure. the act like duck, and then he became persona non grata. But I still, 
I don't know. I just think the Affleck duck. But okay. it's still I'm three just, to one, right? It is. So you can I'm, move on. We don't even need to examine this. <laughs> because right. then it becomes right. hashtag problematic for me if we examine well, it. Well, not even that. I'm just, I'm just, how does, I'm like, are you, do you think that no, if I flip something Gilbert Gottfried, it'll be good in a fight? Is that where you're <laughs> This is, anyone who loves Gilbert Gottfried loves Gilbert Gottfried. I mean, All he's right. the parrot in Aladdin. I'm going to talk is. your language now, John. There you go. I don't know who he is. <laughs> I'm familiar with the Godfrey. <laughs> One right. of the many reasons I hate Aladdin, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, again, cut all this out because it makes me sound like an insensitive ass, more so <laughs> than usual. I'm going to cut it out because Rick is trying to get my goat. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so who that was. I, that was I, Rick, so move, back, I think back to Scott. Different. Back to Scott. Captain Obvious versus the Where's the Beef Lady. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> she definitely brings a lot of clout with her uh, cultural significance. But she is also pretty frail and always has been. Yeah. She never looked like she had a whole lot of physical strength to her in her original ads. And those were back in the 80s, so she's considerably older now. She's you know, very ca- dead now. Me- metaphorically, character-wise. Oh. These are characters. <laughs> Get off my back. Um, uh, and Captain Obvious, if he holds the rank of a captain, then he must have had some type of training, so I'm going to give the edge to Captain Obvious. <laughs> but... By the rank, based on the rank of captain. I like, all right, all right. That and, I don't, and the fact that he seems to be an able bodied person and the Where's the Beef Lady is uh, clearly an octogenarian. She's not winning, winning fights. <laughs> all right. Uh, Sean says they would just debate each other to death. She's certainly not eating fights with all the fast food that she eats, obviously. She, he would, she would ask, Where's the beef? He would say, It's in the hamburger. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Winner. Uh, everyone agree? Captain no, Obvious. No, 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 no. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Uh, Chris. Okay, Captain Obvious is too obvious. He's too self-aware. He is a quote character. Where's the beef lady? Is blithely unaware of what she would Quincy Magoo his ass. She would just like stomp all over him without even realizing it because she's the where's the beef lady driving her car recklessly through drive throughs and plowing over Captain Obvious without even uh, not even knowing, not even realizing while he's trying to make some dumb joke. She would win 100% of the time because she's not in a fight. That's interesting. (laughs) The the the, uh, the indomitable um, impenetrable plot armor. <laughs> it's it's not even that. See, go ahead. Because Chris gets these people half the year, and I get these people half the year. Because <laughs> in the summertime they live oh. in New York, and in the wintertime they live down here in Florida. Oh. And growing up in South Florida, I have almost been killed by many where's the beef ladies, because Captain Obvious is a superhero, so he's not going to physically beat her up because she's. Is he? Made- yeah, sort of. <laughs> Is he? I, I think he's I don't much think I've ever seen him shot. even move. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, he's he's gonna say something. 
and she's just going to blithely ignore whatever he's trying to convince her of and it won't even be like driving over him with her car because yeah that happens a lot i i have a friend the day she got her first car two old ladies turned from the middle lane into a funeral home right across in front of her she hit them and they went what do you think you were doing young lady it, 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 that's what south florida is like it's like dawn of the dead on the roads but anyway she would just absolutely con- get him to have an aneurysm because she would just keep ignoring what he was saying and just saying the most ludicrous, insane things from the inside of her head because she can't see anything that's beyond her. And I should live long enough to do that to people when I get old enough to take my revenge. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, no, can- right. where's the beef lady wins? That took a turn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, Mrs. Butterworth versus the Budweiser Frogs. <laughs> you know what? So easy. Mrs. Butterworth would just, she would roll right over them. I mean, she doesn't have feet. She would just, like a steamroller, just squash their brains right out of their dumb heads as they say, what the? Because, you know what? She's got to feed a f-ing family every morning. With pancakes. That's work. I mean, pancakes is not eggs. It's not toast. It's work. You need eggs and milk for pancakes. <laughs> and flour right. and butter. Right. I mean, Mrs. Butterworth, 100 Girls, get it done. That's right. I see nods of agreement. Is that agreement? Yeah. From, yes, from because they're goddamn frogs. <laughs> well, Mrs. Butterworth is a good Louisiana mom, and those frogs are going in the pot. Oh, shit. (laughs) Once again, that took a turn. I'm way too far north for that, but yes. (laughs) I think John had the right reaction. Oh, shit. (laughs) Uh, Rick. Yes. Flo, progressive Mm -hmm. lady, Mm -hmm. versus Jeffrey Giraffe from Toys R Us. Uh, Oh, oh, wait a minute. Toys R Us. That's Jeffrey's Toys R Us, right? Not Lionel Playworld. I worked for Playworld for one day. It was the worst job I ever had. I didn't even go back to get my paycheck for the day I worked. It was awful. I don't. I don't know of Lionels. I don't think we have that around here. It. it, it I think they're long gone. They. You know. And I'm not surprised the way <laughs> the way they ran their business. Lionel's Playworld. Playworld. They were. They were competitors to uh, Toys R Us for a little while. Yeah, here in New York, they had Child's World, which was a competitor to Toys R Us. Mm-hmm. But uh, they used to have commercials on uh, Channel 11. Anyway, uh, tangent, go ahead. So is yeah. it Jeffrey or Flo? <laughs> uh, oh, oh, Flo, well, yeah, I got to go with Flo because, you know, giraffes can be dangerous. You know, if, if, if you, you know, they, they, those hooves can do a lot of damage if you manage to get in a position where they can hit you. Well, he is a stuffed that's true. He okay. He's he's, he's, he's a he, is, he, is, he is big. Yeah. He is big, but you know, I I imagine he's quite plush. But Flo, <laughs> I you know, I suspect that Flo has at least two or three black belts in various martial arts, uh, as well as a lot of weapons besides that price gun. I would uh, yeah. not cross Flo. It would not surprise me at all if the price gun had a phaser setting. Mm-hmm. She seems like she lives in that kind of reality. 
Um, so I, I think that, uh, you know, uh, given the people flow has to work with every day, I think she snaps Jeffrey's neck in a heartbeat just <laughs> without even breaking stride. Cause she just doesn't have time for that kind of crap. All right. Council. Yeah. Um, Flo's got Moxie. And to me, it's a draw. So flow wins. <laughs> All right. <laughs> She's got spunk. He's All got right. knobs on spunk. his head. <laughs> so this is the this is uh, special round number one. Uh, well known characters who have sold out. So Snoopy, spokesman dog from MetLife, versus Bart Simpson, who uh, peddled Butterfingers. And I don't. And I'm who's, trying to remember. Who's this go to? Whose question is this? Mm, see a question. I think this is Scott, right? Yes. And I okay. think. I can't remember if Snoopy is Snoopy or Joe Cool, but we'll say either. Um, well, I'm going to bring in um, a, a different persona because, I, yes, he was Joe Cool. Yes, he was Snoopy, but he was also um, a World War One flying ace. That he was. Okay. Mm-hmm. Snoopy wins. Bart Simpson was an underachieving little punk, and Snoopy is a war hero. Snoopy wins. Or was he a delusional dog? Because <laughs> the doghouse didn't really leave the ground. Well, even if it was delusion, it, 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 oh, Sean, you you can just you know get out of here with your with your farm <laughs> man. You go take a walk. You and your you and your bargain basement superhero, Bart man. Whatever. Snoopy has way more soundtracks than than that. The Bartman song. I don't, I don't think I don't think he was referring to the Bartman song. I think he was referring to the Batman-like character mm-hmm. that Bart Simpson occasionally uh, portrays. All right, Scott says Snoopy. Also, Why he's I- a he's a dog with teeth. He's a dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Rick. Thoughts. Uh, I think that while Snoopy puts up a good front and, uh, you know, if it was a battle between, you know, a Sopwith Camel and a Fokker triplane, I might bet on Snoopy. Bart's not afraid to cut a bitch. Or son of a bitch, as, as the case may be. <laughs> also, we have not... Thank you. We also have not seen Snoopy's junk on screen, whereas Bart cannot say the same. I'm, I, I think Bart wins. <laughs> Did you not see the Simpsons movie? I mean, I just don't see how that's relevant. Neither do I, which is why I didn't say anything about it. But apparently, you know, it's it's penis, so it must get a mention somewhere. Sure, why not? Sean says Snoopy was not actually a war hero. Not a war hero. He was pretending. And Bart has a slingshot, so I'm guessing that means that Sean would vote for Bart if he had a vote, which sadly he does not. Am I the tiebreaker? Uh, yeah. All right, Marcus, this fifty-five twenty-five. Snoopy all fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sean. I'm not editing it. <laughs> Sorry. I just did it one time. Then Give you a time code. <laughs> yeah, I don't write that stuff down. And also, for, 
for, for no if for no other reason, Joe Cool was cooler in a day than Bart Simpson has been in thirty years. Woodstock was cooler in a day than Bart Simpson has been. In All right, okay, get off my lawn. I got it. <laughs> All right, so uh, second round of matches. Let's see how I want to match these winners up. Let's go. Fortunately, with Sci Fighters, when you get to the second round, it goes a lot right faster because we've mm-hmm. already talked these guys. Uh, here and here, let's do Limu Emu versus the Where's the Beef Lady. <laughs> Uh, let's take it back from the top, Rick. Oh, me and the damn emu again. <laughs> <laughs> you want to pass? You want to give it to somebody else? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm fine with it. Uh, I, I mean, she, she can't confuse the emu because they have little teeny tiny brains, so he won't care what she's saying. Um, <clears throat> I, I, really I just and, and just as a point of reference, he regularly wilds out on the commercial. Like he, he has a partner. The thing is, it's basically it's like an 80s buddy cop thing. There's a thing based commercials. Uh-huh. And so the partner will be doing cop stuff and talk to the emu. He'll turn to the emu. And then the emu is just an emu in a, <laughs> in a shirt and tie. And he'll just, you know, he'll be attacking the dashboard or whatever because he's an like, emu. Does he like jump up and do that weird emu freak out run around thing? That on occasion. Okay. On occasion, yeah. I think he's, that's the most awesome thing ever to see is emus playing. Emu. It's great uh emu just pecks her to death emu wins uh, sean asks is the emu comes with doug doug is the name of the partner oh okay i would i would say no i would say it's, it's emu so limu solo all right yeah, you vote emu you, wins this one because because where's the beef lady cannot annoy it to death <laughs> yes all right so sean says you put the fanta girls as a group but the commercials are limu emu and doug I'm aware of what Sean I is really, really invested in this emu. Well, he, <laughs> yeah, I know what I did, Sean. That was on purpose. Because it would take potentially all of the Panther Girls to bring down uh, Mr. Clean. All right. I can hear uh, Sean just in his headphones. You're doing it wrong, John. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> you gave me the keys. You can't be complaining if I if I make a mess. All right. <laughs> I'll clean it up after. Uh, do you guys agree? Emu. Emu, uh, emu. Yeah. All right, emu yeah. it is. Mrs. Butterworth versus Captain Morgan. Ooh. Scott. Oh, my God. It... <laughs> I want to <laughs> do it live. <laughs> Um, I I want to give the edge to Mrs. Butterworth. Yes, Captain Morgan is armed, as I established in the last fight, and probably has some uh, experience in combat. Mrs. Butterworth, she's just too nice. She's too sweet. She would calm him down. She would offer him some breakfast. She's sweet to the pancakes. <laughs> I'm not sure where you're going. So who wins the fight? I I, I think she wins the fight because she she would eventually uh, it would be charm and disarm with, uh, with 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 a delicious breakfast with pancakes and she'd pour a little bit of herself over them. It would all right. <laughs> she would talk him down. That's what you're saying. Yeah. By the by the end, he would be you'd be so uh, carved up with uh, with pancakes and and uh, sugary syrup, he would be in no mood to fight. 
He'll just go to sleep. <laughs> All right. Uh, At which point she can smother him with, uh, I don't know, she, didn't she have like a fluffy hat? She, no, maybe some cookie? French she toast. She'll smother him with French toast. There you go. That works. Rick and Chris concur or nay? I, I, I agree, but for different reasons. I just feel like this is a battle of sweetness. And he's just like sweet alcohol, and she's just pure sugar and maple syrup, maybe maple flavor, not even really maple syrup, right? No, I mean, no, no, no real maple. You're, There's no real maple was harmed in the making of this <laughs> condiment. No, you, you, um, don't, you don't get real maple at at her prices. No. No. So I feel like the real the the real sugarness of her gives her an edge over the woozy sugarness of the Captain Morgans. <laughs> Okay. So she cuts that. She cuts him. I, I just go back to first of all. I'm picturing a sword versus wooden spoon uh, battle, a la Inigo and Wesley. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, like I said before, you do not piss off a Cajun mama. She's taking him down, and he's going to have okay. to go pick his own switch after the fight. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Chris. And, and bottom line, Captain Morgan is on his bottle. Mrs. Butterworth is the bottle. Is the bottle. Right. <laughs> Fair enough. That, that's a winner. Her commercials with her on the bottle, that's what made me want that syrup more than all the others. Log cabin? Go to hell with your log cabin syrup. Mrs. <laughs> Butterworth. Chris. Yep. Tony the Tiger versus Mr. Clean. Oh. Now that is a battle. I would pay oh. to see that. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I am honored. I don't know if I'm worthy to even wow, holy We're we're all here with you, Chris. We're all here with you. <sighs> God, this should have been like the final I mean, I just gotta say, Mr. Clean is just like a clean dude who's pretty buff. It's a tiger. It's a tiger <laughs> hopped up on sugar. <laughs> it's a tiger who lifts, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tiger who's hopped up on sugar and loves kids. Mr. Clean doesn't care about kids. Um, no, it's got to be Tony. I, I, but Mr. Yeah. Clean is also kind of magic, though. Like, can he go two-dimensional? That'd be handy in a fight. I don't know. Well, he could maybe make Tony's fur magically cleaner as Tony's <laughs> mauling him. He gets the, he gets his own blood out of Tony's fur, so it's not matted when he's done eating him. That's what I'm thinking Mr. Clean's best ability will be. I give you this gift as I die, as you eviscerate me. (laughs) Tony the Tiger. There's just a clean spot on the floor when he's done. (laughs) Uh, Does does the council agree? Oh, yeah. Very much so. (laughs) He's a tiger. He's a tiger. Uh, And uh, Flo versus Snoopy. Scott. Uh... I know I was definitely talking up Snoopy last time around, but this time I think I have to go with Flo because, yeah, Snoopy would be Snoopy and Joe Cool and the Flying Ace uh, and probably a few other, like Flash Beagle. He was Flash Beagle as well. But I think uh, Flo has shown the ability to take on a wider variety of different characterizations in all of her uh, advertisements. I think... If we turn this into a battle of imaginations, I think Flo would still have him beat. Okay. Uh, Council? 
Oh, flow kicks Snoopy's ass big time. And I think, like, can we just, like, can they negate each other? Like, I feel like Flo and Snoopy would hold hands and dance off into the sunset together. <laughs> they probably would. Right? They, but they, they, would, they would feel unnatural in this uh, in this face-off, but uh, I believe they are compelled. All yeah. right, listen, then... They, then would, they, be would, on... they would wound, not kill, I guess, is what you're saying. And if we have to pick someone in this one, I'm just going to go with Snoopy because I feel like Flo would concede. Because it's Snoopy. I know that I'm losing. I know it's two to one, but that's actually know. probably true. Uh, <laughs> well, also remember, I, I, go ahead. Flo represents an insurance company, which means she has no soul. <laughs> so uh, does Snoopy. Snoopy and what's MetLife. Yeah, and what's well, MetLife? True. <laughs> oh wow, I didn't even think of that. Mm-hmm. Has no soul. That's harsh. That's why I think they're like they're they're like perfect match for each other. All right, uh, based on the. Um, it's like a Batman Joker situation we got going here. The eternal rule of two to one. I'm going to give it to Flo. All right. So let's see. Oh, there we go. Down to the wire. Uh, Limu Emu versus Tony the Tiger. I think we know how that's going to go. <laughs> Next. <laughs> yeah. The Discovery Channel has answered that question for us. <laughs> <laughs> We have a sentient tiger versus a normal emu. Next. <laughs> uh, Flo versus Mrs. Butterworth. Flo. I, I see I, another wedding. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think at this point, Flo breaks out the, 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 the ninjutsu and just, it's like she just upends Mrs. Butterworth and, and just dumps her out all over the docks. Scott? I think it's Mrs. Butterworth. Yeah, Why? Flo's got Flo's got Moxie, but Mrs. Butterworth is still she she can still bring the mama. Chris, talk talk through the process. <laughs> All right, honest. At the end, Flo is just trying to sell you shit. Where Mrs. Butterworth is like a nurturing, caring. I want to help you be better. See, I feel like by nourishing you with sugar. Exactly. It's not her fault. That's just how she was built. Mm-hmm. Be it true or not, the character of Flo is always trying to help you. Like, it's like it's, she's almost compulsively like she can't. She's trying stop. to help you by she selling you. She's trying to help you by selling you her her version of Amway. Like it's it's like she's got an agenda. It's progressive or you're f***ed. But, okay. 107.15. Look at the um, headline of this show, man. <laughs> They've all got an agenda. That's the whole point. They're all trying to sell you something. I still and what I've been trying to say is Flo is secretly evil. <laughs> I, I I don't know. And we want good to triumph over evil. And It doesn't matter what we want. Syrup is sugar and sugar is good. <laughs> Okay. I mean, so, I do like syrup and syrup on a Monte Cristo. Hmm. Ooh. Hey. Okay. So, for the record, now I want one. And all the Bennigans that would ever serve Monte Cristos in town are closed. Yes. Damn I it. think all the Bennigans everywhere are closed. Ah, <laughs> Pretty sure. Uh, Rick, so Flo or Snoopy? Flo. Oh. Where oh, do I thought we. Oh, we said Flo or Snoopy? I said Snoopy with Flo or Snoopy. I thought we were doing um, Flo oh, right, or sorry. Mrs. Butterworth. You're right. I'm sorry. I, I lost the Flo-Snoopy round. I lost the Flo. 
Um, <laughs> I, say, I, I meant to make this joke earlier that yes, very thick syrup is is constantly in, at, at odds with flow. <laughs> uh, but I never made it. Sadly. But I'm going to you to say Mrs. Butterworth. <laughs> I, I right. think Flo beats Mrs. Butterworth. But. All right, Scott, you got the tiebreaker. Oh, I, wait, we're still on Flo versus Mrs. Butterworth? Yes. Mrs. Butterworth. All right. Philistines. <laughs> well, <laughs> I almost feel bad because I feel like Flo might have had a chance against Tony the Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> But as it stands, it's Mrs. Butterworth versus Tony the Tiger. I don't huh. see how she can win this. Anybody want to convince well, me? I can convince you. Go for it. Because Tony sells sugary shit for people to eat for breakfast. And Mrs. Butterworth <laughs> is sugary shit for people to eat for breakfast. I feel like she beats him at his own game. <laughs> okay, but this is a physical contest like i, I mean i hear you all right what do you guys think i think Rick. tony absolutely tears mrs butterworth apart i think he, he will may rip even her head off and drink, her. <laughs> <laughs> and, and drink her vital organs actually cats can't taste sweet so they don't care fun fact mm-hmm. i assume <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you were for it. I, I, I haven't verified that fact. I picked it up somewhere. I don't know if it's true, but it's sure, certainly based on my cat's activities. <laughs> it sure seems like they couldn't care less about sugar. So I think I think Mrs. Butterworth's one attack, if you want to call it that, aside from the wooden spoon and, and, and guilt, <laughs> wouldn't really work on Tony. <laughs> Scott, I... I want to lean towards Mrs. Butterworth on this again. Uh, I, I like Rick's, or I'm sorry, Chris's reasoning. Uh, of she has the superior uh, uh, sugary product, but I, I also think that. But by the by the time she has gotten through all the previous uh, battles that she has uh, emerged from victorious, that she would be able to just lift up the spoon and and stare down Tony and make him realize that. All right. <laughs> so, Scott, what is your answer? Is it Mrs. Butterworth? Yeah, yeah yes. He, th- I, he says Mrs. Butterworth. Yeah, I, I, I have avoided stepping in largely up until now. <laughs> <laughs> and I love me some Mrs. Butterworth. <laughs> but let me paint you a picture. Final two combatants on the field. She's got attitude and a wooden spoon. He's... An iron tiger. pumping tiger. <laughs> Think about this. Is Think there anything this. to the fact that also that she is made of glass? This is this is. No, like, she's. I think here's she's plastic. Hefty she's plastic. She's, she used to. This, she used to be glass. Here's how this is going to happen. Even if you give her like a a plastic regenerate regenerative bottle. Every time he bites her, he will taste sugar. He will it will amp him up more. Every attack weakens her and puts him into more of a berserker range. <laughs> it's like fighting rogue. Every time you hit her, you get weaker. I, there is no, 
plus tiger. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, let, let, let me let me flakes in case you didn't know where they came from. Yes, the <laughs> let me explain <laughs> because who I, is I, all I, about I, fitness? <laughs> I I have all you know all through this I have said that Mrs. Butterworth doesn't put up with any other humans shit because she's a you know she's a, a you know a, a big bad mom backwoods creole badass cajun mama but when it comes to giant cats of prey <laughs> she was just like oh f- and run away <laughs> yeah. i feel like tony the tiger was the de facto well i believe i mentioned a boss level <laughs> uh oh <laughs> so uh tony the tiger is the, is the is the winner of the of the heat uh meanwhile in their own uh private arena we have the jolly green giant versus the stay puff marshmallow man <laughs> hmm uh scott thoughts that's kind of a tough one i mean the stay puff marshmallow man was was menacing while he was just walking through the city. But uh, if we're just looking at, at size alone, the Ghostbusters were not very, were, were not big compared to him. And they just had their individual weapons, but still did considerable damage to the State Buff Marshmallow Man, which means while he is big and can be devastating going through a city, he's not necessarily very tough. He is made he, of marshmallow. He burned pretty easily, and then he exploded. Sure. Uh point of order he didn't he didn't show a whole lot of a whole lot Those of fighting like antimatter beams they were hitting him. <laughs> still <laughs> they weren't they weren't huge antimatter beams <laughs> they don't have to be <laughs> <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> and and you, you could see that they they certainly you know yeah, they, as, they, as i said ca- caused a lot of burning a lot of damage he did burn him. he did and, burn he, so he didn't have a lot of defenses and he didn't really have a lot in the way of offense except for stepping on stuff. And the Jolly yeah, Green he, Giant, we don't see him do much attacking in his advertisements, but he is pretty fit. <laughs> he seems to be a large green human uh, made of presumably, well, He's got plant-like hair, so is he like made of plant? Is he like a big celery stick? Is he like a humanoid vegetable, or is he made of meat? <laughs> Not that I know that it would necessarily matter, but I, <clears throat> I suppose we should probably figure that out. So, who's who's whose question is this? This is to the, this is to the group. specifically. Scott thinks. I assume you're you're giving it to the Jolly Green Giant. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think he'd just get in there with his hands and rip the the marshmallow man apart because he's marshmallow. He's a marshmallow man. Uh, Chris, Charlie Green Giant. I mean, Stay Puffed is a giant bag of empty calories. Whereas even canned vegetables are better for you than Jolly <laughs> than Stay Puff. And Jolly Green has both canned and frozen vegetables. You're basing this on nutritional he's value. Pillar. Yes, he's a pillar of vitamins and strength. <laughs> Uh, Rick. So, yeah. Okay. Rick. Okay. Uh, I I'm, I'm outvoted, but why? But I disagree because yes, the the Stay Puft Mar- Marshmallow Man did 
get set on fire by the proton packs of the Ghostbusters, but that did not even slow him down until they reversed the particle throw particle flow through the gate. And that wasn't even directed at him. He was just a victim of the blowback Mm -hmm. from that. So he was just an on fire marshmallow still climbing up the building to kill them. Um, I (laughs) more slowly though. Sean says the Jolly Green Giant is loaded with sodium. I think that the Jolly Green... His canned version, yes. His frozen version, no. I think that the Marshmallow Man just dives on the Jolly Green Giant and absolutely engulfs him and smothers him in sweet, empty, carcinogenic, (laughs) preservative-laden marshmallow goo. It suffocates him. Uh, Sean says Stay Puffed is literally called the Destroyer. (laughs) <laughs> well, there's that I mean, too. you guys uh, aren't so, wrong. I mean, he, you make so, very valid points. I he, actually he is, pla- he is placed in the role of the destroyer. Scott he's not actually the destroyer. Uh, here's what yes, I he think. is. He's Gozer. He just Gozer. They chose the form of the Stay Puft mm-hmm. Mar- Marshmallow Man for Gozer. Here's what I, here's what I think. Uh, you're not necessarily outvoted because we're all weighing in on this one. Um. I actually agree with Rick. I, like initially, as, as like at first, I was I was I agreed with the logic of Scott. Like you know, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man is soft and and squishy. Um, Jolly Green Giant is uh, at least fibrous. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he he's tough. Tough versus soft, tough wins. But I believe he also has more agency and awareness than than the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. I don't know that to be true. Mm, Stay Puft Marshmallow Man is Gozer, an ancient being of destruction. I would say, uh, from what I've seen them do, I would say they're at least on the same (laughs) level. I've seen the, well, actually, no. I I think Jodger and Gain has talked on occasion. But he doesn't really do much. (laughs) If they were, yeah, if they were to fight, (laughs) if they were to actually fight... Even if the Jolly Green Giant is more fit, even if he is smarter, his punches will be absorbed. His head would sink into the Marshmallow Man. And as Rick points out, they would get stuck. I think they're probably equal height or Stay Puffed, I think, is actually probably taller. Because he was as tall as not just a building, a skyscraper. And I don't mm-hmm. think they I don't think Jolly Green Giants at all. I, I could have looked this up. I didn't. But, uh, I imagine. I imagine Stay Puffed, if they are equal, at, at least equal height, Stay Puffed would just. It, it's like fi- it's fighting a blob. He's fighting a blob. He's gonna get stuck. He's gonna get smothered. And even though he will continue to struggle, he doesn't have like, he doesn't have any energy attacks. He can't. He doesn't have a proton pack. He's just punching and kicking, presumably. You no. Know, so unless he has some poison ivy, make the plants grow power that we've never seen, <laughs> he's just gonna get consumed <laughs> and absorbed into the state of form. I can say this: maybe the Jolly Green Giant could, like, shoot corn from his fingertips. Which is almost... Which is We're almost just making up powers. Equally, <laughs> empty, equally empty calories to marshmallows, but with fiber. I'm, sure. I'm just glad you said fingertips. I was really worried where you were going. 
I mean, I'm a yes, if, we, if we're just gonna, <laughs> if we're just gonna make up abilities, yeah, then you know, we haven't. Maybe he can shoot marshmallow. Maybe, but we haven't. We didn't. We can't go. But we can't go on that. All right, I'm gonna do a quick Google search here. Jolly green giant height. It's gonna say giant height. Fifty-five point five feet tall. Who Dude. said that? Where did that come coming from? Google says this. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So Google safe off marshmallow height. He is just short of Vulcan and oh wait. Just short of Vulcan? The infinite oh, it's, Vulcan? It's, it's an actual statue. This is an actual statue. Oh, oh, okay. Uh I feel like that I feel like we're the only person who has ever asked this question. <laughs> I come on, are you kidding me? That's what sets us apart from the rest. Have, have, have you, you met the, the internet? internet? <laughs> Jinx. All right. Stay puffed height. That we're all grown men having this conversation. Dude, the first time I played this game <laughs> yeah. was at Magic City Con like five years ago. <laughs> And ended up the winner of the game ended up being Tribbles. This game can go anywhere. <laughs> he is literally twice as tall, one hundred and twelve and a half feet tall. I, lo- I love they put the half feet in there. <laughs> yes, Sean shows out that Vul- Vulcan is a statue in Birmingham. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the, the Jolly Green Giant, I think, is an actual sculpture that we're, but that's that's what we're basing this on. Even if we give him, you know, even if we increase that by fifty percent, he's still not everywhere. So stay puffed. He's he's punching at stay puffs, like he's punching up to hit him in the belly. There's no, and he is the destroyer, and he stepped on a church. I mean, <laughs> I mean can't argue with that. I cannot. <laughs> Goes with the Kazarian, right. goes into the Destructor, Volga Sildrada, the the cha- the traveler. Yeah. Uh, so at this point, the door opens, Tony the Tiger looks up <laughs> <laughs> and up and up and up <laughs> and leaves. It All feels right. like the floor of a tax again. Again, empty calories versus empty calories. Stay put has to win that. Again, I mean, obviously, whichever one won this fight was going to beat anyone else in the other fights. So Uh, the winner of his weight division, Tony the Tiger, the winner of his weight division, I assume it's a he. Oh, yeah, it's the Marshmallow Man. We'll say that they both identify as male. (laughs) Stay puffed and Tony the Tiger, co-champions. (laughs) <laughs> of their individual weight classes. <laughs> well done, sir. <laughs> yeah. Kept it to an hour and a half, roughly. Rick. Yes. Does anyone, does anyone else have anything else they want to um, add to the conversation? <laughs> let me let me, let me see how. You're asking that. me if anyone else has anything to add? I don't know. No, well, hang on. <laughs> I got I to gotta think about the part that I never pay attention to because it's not about me. But this is the part where, like. Sean like talks about other people. Give me a second. <laughs> but in a nice way. <laughs> in a, no, 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 right? Yeah. He let he let he gives others the chance to shine. John, just so you know, we're all still here when you close your eyes. <laughs> all right, I guess. <laughs> you say so. Uh, 
Never figment. Uh, so that's gonna. I'm gonna channeling shot right now, but I'm not gonna do the accent because I don't want to be mean. That'll that's gonna wrap things up for this episode of uh, that Super Fan Talk podcast. I'd like to thank everybody for being here, Rick. Thank you for being here. My pleasure. Thank you. Uh, I'd say you can hear me on Starbase sixty six and uh, the Prime Direction, uh, and open well, open the Iris. I just put out a new one, and I did just put out a new uh, a new Admiral's Table, but I absolutely screwed up and lost a bunch of shows I recorded. So it's going to be a little while before there's another Prime Direction. But uh, uh, yeah. super sucks, man. Yeah, I know. I'm not not happy. We feel your pain. Thank you. Uh, Scott thank you for being here Well, I appreciate the opportunity to participate in my very first Sci-Fighters Yay! and why don't you tell everybody where they can find you Uh, people can find me here on uh, uh, Sean it it may be a surprise Sean but uh, yes uh, some people would say you have an accent Um, you can find me on occasion right here on the Super Fan Talk Podcast, right here on that Star Trek podcast, right there on that Star Trek podcast. Um, former host of the Prime Direction and upcoming host of I'd Watch That for a Dollar, the uh, still in development podcast that uh, I will be doing with a rotating uh, panel of individual guests as we discuss movies that I have found and purchased at my local dollar store. Yeah. Um, uh, soon to be occurring schedule changes might allow me to start recording that in the relatively near future. If I can find people that are available to record on Monday nights. Uh, so keep your eyes open right here on this network for that show. I'd watch that for a dollar. Uh, and if you're interested in checking out any of my graphic art uh, work, you can find my website at www.planetrisecreative.com. I do uh, fake movie posters, uh, social media avatars, banners. You can see a lot of my work in various places here on the Infinite Potato, Infinite Potato Alliance, uh, as well as, if you don't mind my saying so, Chris, the Quantum Leap podcast. Um, awesome logo. If, if you don't like visiting the website, then you can find me on Twitter at Planet Rise. Okay. And Chris, thank you for being here. Thank you for joining and being Chris. the... Uh... Oh. <laughs> I'm just going to say the third guest. Not the what'd you call it? The omnipotent stooge or something? What was no, that? I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm your useful idiot. Useful <laughs> you, idiot. You got me on. You got me on just because you thought I would be some kind of I don't know stalwart against these two. I'm not sure. But anyway, either way, either I like way, omnipotent stooge a lot. I'd, I'd work for that te- at, at that listen, title. Useful, omnipotent. I'll take either. It's fine. <laughs> Idiot, stooge, guilty. Well, anyway, he, uh, he brought you in because if, I it should, was ju- if it was just a debate between me and Rick, we would have gotten through three rounds and then we would have had to call it for time. And then let the record show that I am I am trademarking omnipotent stooge right now. <laughs> I'm not sure what it's going to be yet, but someone's going to have to pay me for that. Album title. Uh, yes. I'm sorry, Chris. Please proceed. I am a host of the Quantum Leap Podcast, and you can find us at quantumleappodcast.com. Tune in quick because we only have four episodes to go until the series finale. So uh, we're rounding up. It's God, I can't believe we're there, but we're there. More to no. come, a lot more to come. But. Um, we're I've enjoyed you guys for years. I know, and uh, we've enjoyed having everybody listen to us. QuantumLeapPodcast.com. 
Uh, as for this show, this is uh, that Super Fan Talk podcast. You can find other episodes wherever you found this one. Um, on all your standard podcatcher stuff. I think there's a recording. He used to say announcer Nate. I don't think it's announcer Nate anymore. That's I know what happened. Uh, it's uh, Brock. Brock. Brock is going to come on and say some stuff. <laughs> uh, thanks, Brock. Uh, as as for um, me, I do normally uh, host not this podcast, but another podcast on the network, uh, Captain Game Show, of which these two gentlemen are often uh, guests as well. Trivia Wordplay uh, podcast. Um, that's going to do it for this episode of that super fan talk podcast. Tune in next time. You might hear Sean say, you might hear John say, you know, sometimes when I'm feeling down, I just imagine a conversation between Groot, King Shark, and Squirtle. And it just makes me laugh every time. (laughs) Have a great night, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Fredo's going to leave without giving you a goodbye kiss. Help the show grow by leaving us a five-star rating and a review. That's the worst goodbye I've ever heard. And you stole it from a movie. Be sure to join us again soon on That Super Fan Talk Podcast, brought to you by InfinitePotato.com. Goodbye. This concludes our broadcast day.